Ladies and gentlemen, Matty Taylors and Matthew Taylors, welcome to Worldie. Right then, Andy, welcome back to another edition of Worldie. It's been uh, it's been a couple of weeks I realized since our last since our last podcast uh, but I wanted to catch up on everything that's been going on because a lot of stuff's been going on how how have things generally been with uh, with you over there uh, well pretty pretty poor um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll start on the good stuff um, I have now done 46 of the 92 current league grounds um, Very trip impressive. Down to, yeah a trip down to Fratton Park um, on Saturday which is the first time I've been there has taken me up to 46 which was a, a small glimmer of light on an otherwise pretty shit day to be perfect <laughs> Honest with you, um, but 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 other than that, yeah, to fine and dandy, thanks. Well, I, th- I think I think we've both uh, uh, Reading and Oxford have both started off with three losses, so it's it's uh, we're at least on the same page. It's it, well, uh, it, it's 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 quite good because at least I don't feel like so I don't feel any kind of sense of jealousy or kind of fury. <laughs> although 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 you know uh, with our WhatsApp chats about the general weekend football, I am a little bit upset to hear not only. A, even though Reading have lost all three of their first uh, league games, they are at least playing well, which is, which is a problem true. for me. That is very true. So last time, last time, uh, last time we got together, we were talking a little bit uh, about the respective teams and what we thought was going to happen, and some of the players and some of those transfers and things. We're not going to do that today. No. Uh, although we might come to it later on, but what I wanted to do and what we were trying to do last week, but various holidays and, and all kinds of stuff has kind of stopped us doing it. I wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive into the three divisions and talk about who we think are going to be the, the runners and riders for the season so that as things go on, we can kind of keep track on these teams uh, and see how badly... Uh, my predictions are so what what I'll do I'm gonna we'll start with League 2 and I was gonna look at basically who's a title contender who do we think is gonna be in the playoffs and who we think is gonna be in the relegation zone Uh, and now that there's a few games in we're actually gonna get a little indicator of 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 how those teams are doing and you can tell me how wrong I am yeah well I mean I'm I'm interested to see this because it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite things and it and and it's understandable but one of my favorite things at the start and the early stages of a season when when predictions come out it's it's so difficult not to go for the one the teams effectively that you've heard of if that makes sense <laughs> yeah. so like doesn't matter what season it is um uh, whatever division they're in, P- Portsmouth are always yeah. like favoured is one of the favourites. Admittedly, <laughs> yeah. admittedly, the way they've started the season this season, they might well be. But nevertheless, they're always up there as a favourite because people remember them from the Premier League. Uh, it's, exactly, it, and it's and it's always the case. It's teams that people they've got ve- ve- reasonably famous recent history always end up being the ones who get tipped. Doesn't always work out that way. Um, but yeah, so I'll be, I'm interested to see how this is going to go. So let's start down. Let's start down in league in league two, and uh, league two is always a very very hard one to predict because going into the season, it's always very difficult to know uh, who's gonna who's gonna do well because prior form and other things often seems to go out the window. Yeah, league league two in particular as well because you have um, you kind of have like this weird mix of 
teams that have spent their way out of the conference. Um, so small teams of like over the years, I'm thinking of like Crawley, Stevenage. Um, yeah. uh, at the moment, we've got Forest Green Rovers in there as well, haven't we? Um, and 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 a lot of smaller smaller teams have bought their way up, struggle a little bit, and then drop back out of the league again. So you, so you have that, but you also have like the the big club basket cases who are on their on their way down, plummeting <laughs> their way down the divisions. So there's always this kind of real really weird mix of of, of of teams plus you always have the, the the ones who are generally always in there you know the likes of cambridge united and yeah. in teams like port vale are always knocking around league two as well so i think having followed having followed football for quite a long time now and we've seen like all these different eras of, of the football league there are certain teams that just feel really out of place now when you see them down in league two for example tranmere for me are a big side yeah, yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah, there they are, and they were they were in the conference when they only uh, only La- two seasons last ago, season. Right? I think I think they got promoted. Season. I think they got promoted last season. Yeah, um, they. I mean, I, I yeah, saw uh, yeah Macclesfield uh, and Tranmere came up last time. Yeah, so I, I saw Tranmere um, in so in twenty fifteen sixteen, which was Oxford's um, promotion season out of. Actually, no, it wasn't. No, it must have been fourteen fifteen. I think it would have been. Um, so. Um, Tranmere came to play at Oxford United and they were comfortably the worst football team I have ever seen play at the <laughs> Sam Stadium. Um, and, and that's and saying something. They, they were, yeah, it really is. Um, they were really, really bad. And that was when they, that was the season. They they came straight down from League One, straight down into, into the conference. They were a fucking shambles they really were um but i, I mean i got no beef with Tramit, and then i actually think it's, it's really sad to, it, it, well it was really sad to see a, a club of that size down there um in the conference great to see them back in the football league um but you're right they they, they it, it is weird seeing them in there um strangely enough it is a little bit weird seeing mk dons in there which i don't like to say because it is their rightful home uh, oh, if yeah. nothing else but it does seem a little bit strange to see them in there because well just it's a as, beautiful segue because they were actually top of my list uh, title contender so I had three teams that I thought might be up there or thereabouts and MK Dons was one of them now uh, you know that Paul Tisdale who was the guy from Exeter I think yes. he was one of the longest serving managers in the Football League yeah very uh, well dressed man as well Tisdale <laughs> yeah left Exeter 12 years at uh, Exeter and he's left to take over the franchise club which is an interesting one uh, and I have absolutely no love for MK Dons whatsoever, and I enjoy seeing them fail because I fundamentally hate what they represent. Um, but it does it does always remind me of the best chant in world football, I think, which is when AFC Wimbledon go away to MK Dons, they sing, where were you, where were you, where were you when you, you were, were us? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> which is fucking brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think MK Dons with, with Tisdale in, char- uh, in charge have a chance uh, in this division. That hasn't been uh, borne out quite yet. Well, they've had a draw and two wins, so they're in a reasonable position. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think MK Dons could be there or thereabouts. And the other team... I just just to quickly talk yeah, on, on MK Dons. I mean, they um, T- Tisdale is, is is an excellent manager. He's 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 tactically astute. He always used to get the better of Oxford United when Chris Wilder yeah. was in charge, which was which was quite funny, if not really fucking annoying. Um, 
but um but yeah so he 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 he, know, he knows and understands these leagues as well he he's been up and down a few times with over his time in Exeter as well so he he knows what it takes to get a team out of league 2 um and um they they will have a bit of money they 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 tend to pull in crowd well they say they pull in crowds of 9 to 10 12,000 um i i don't actually believe that's yeah. the case i've been in that that massive echo empty there's a few stadium. season tickets that aren't getting used there, yeah but. but it's um but nevertheless they, they will probably have a bit more money knocking around them than than a lot of the other teams around there so yeah, I think he might have a little bit more to play with, but we'll see. Uh, Notts County are another team that is always weird to see down there, traditionally quite a large club. Um, and I think they were in the playoffs last year. You know, they've got Kevin Nolan, so they've got a famous person in charge, which yeah. always guarantees a certain amount of media attention. Um, and I think, you know, they could have they could have a good season again this time. They're a bit they're a bit of a weird club, Notts County, because obviously they've got a massive football history, don't they? And yeah. they they they've had like a fairly turbulent semi recent history. You know they've been up and down a few times. They were down in League Two when Svenja and Eriksson I think took over, didn't he? I think yeah, it was not right. That was a weird era. Yeah, it was. And like um, and he didn't he didn't last very long. He actually quit. But they they actually went up from League Two the season. He quit halfway through the season. But that was a, wasn't there something that he had, Sol, he had agreed to go there if Sol Campbell was going to go. There. Sol Campbell was there as well. It was all a bit weird. <laughs> it was all yeah. a bit weird. Bloody, I've um, forgotten about all that. But yeah, so so but uh, you know like you know as you say like proper history historical football club one of my favorite thing about Notts County actually it's not Notts it's not Notts County that it's related to but it's Nottingham Forest um is that if you call Nottingham Forest Notts Forest they fucking hate it oh yeah it's not County but they hate Notts Forest yes exactly so it's Nottingham Forest and Notts County (laughs) but if you call Nottingham Forest Notts Forest they go fucking mental it's brilliant I love it (laughs) uh just an interesting uh sort of aside to Notts County is one to watch they've actually got uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain's younger brother Christian playing for them this season. I think um, I've seen him play. Yeah, another a sort of you know pacey, uh, pacey type of player. But um, that would just be interesting to see because I always find that this there's there must be a huge amount of nepotism in football given how many people are involved in the sport and the queue of people waiting, especially to be players, let alone anything else. You know that. It's still an amazing coincidence that, that my, my brother or my cousin happens to be really fucking good, you know? And I love seeing these, like, relatives of famous players fa- fail. Was it was it George Weir's cousin or brother? Yeah, or what was that? One. That was that. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, you always get those little things going on, don't you? Um, so we'll see if that was... We'll see if... We'll, we'll keep an eye on Christian and see, uh, see how he does. Um... But I mean, theoretically speaking, you know, there's probably some there, there. There will be some genetics at play there that that should make him sort of vaguely <laughs> good. But it's really weird actually because there was um, they were banging on the radio earlier on about um, uh, about first time only the second time two twins have played against each other. This is in the I think. I can't even remember what game it was, Newcastle game earlier on. Um and or it might even have been yesterday, fucking hell, I have no idea. Um but they um but uh, Oxford United had um a chap called Scott McNiven um yeah. and his twin brother used to play I think a division, possibly even two divisions higher, and I forget what his first name is and I forget who he fucking played for as well. Um but but weird that you had two twins who played at completely different levels of the game yeah. as well. I wonder what's happened. I remember the uh, the two the two guys at Manchester United, Raphael and the other one. 
Yeah. They they were they both played in the same position and were twins, which was really weird. Because you can't play them at the same time. <laughs> although, <laughs> exactly. although I'll be honest with you, somebody needs to tell Carl Robinson that, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back on to that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Notts County have started with a win, loss and a draw. So who knows uh, where they're going to sit at the end of the year. Another team that I know you absolutely hate might be up there at the end of the season, Mansfield okay. Town. Do you know what? Do you know what? I have this weird relationship with Mansfield Town. They're fucking. They're like. They're like over in the past past few years, they've had quite a few old Oxford United players. So I've kind of I've warmed to them a little bit. But they 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 just. I don't even hate them. They're just really shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're one just, of those teams you're never excited about getting in the fixture list. You know, it's Mansfield. Brilliant, it's fucking Mansfield. You know, you're never going to get well up for that one. No, and I've been. I mean, their grounds a bit. I mean, to be fair, their ground's not massively dissimilar to our ground. It's just got four sides, but it's just a bit fucking dilapidated, and it's yeah. and it's much older. Um, but it's they just there's just some there's just something unbelievably and spectacularly unfashionable about Mansfield <laughs> Town. And to be to be fair, because Oxford are a pretty shitty unfashionable football team in the grand scheme of things, and um. I, I should therefore probably have a little bit of a fondness for Mansfield, but for some reason I don't. Interestingly, they're, they're um, I, and I haven't actually read the story. I was I was meaning to before we came on, but um, their their chairman, because um, I think it's like a husband and wife um, kind of couple who are running running Mansfield right. Town, and they were saying how how massively fucking un. He basically say football is run by dinosaurs, and <laughs> and and they're basically saying like the 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 massive lack of respect the lady half of this couple gets when she's in boardrooms and oh, kind of really? like visiting them that is ridiculous. Does not surprise me. It doesn't surprise you know, me, no. um, but 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 you know, because football is just run by fucking beardy, musty smelling old bastards. Well, absolutely, it, so. and more nepotism at show at Mansfield Town because they got uh, Tyler Walker, Des Walker's son, on loan from Forest for this season. So that is another one. They've got one player that I'm, that I'm sort of interested in. Who's this? Uh, who's this young lad, Otis Khan, who they got in on loan from Yeovil, who played pretty well for Yeovil last year. Um, Interesting, and one thing that that I've always thought in uh, in English football is that there's a real lack of like Asian English Asian players that, yeah. that play in the footballing. Uh, and he's English Pakistani, and he's one of the few you know young uh, English Pakistani uh, kids that I guess has decided to play football instead of rug- uh, instead of cricket. And that, that's uh, the crucial thing, isn't it? Is because the like, you know, Indian, Pakistani, um, Bangladeshi, um, kind of the, anybody, any from the sub- subcontinent, from subcontinent kind of families in 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 England, does have a tendency to kind of err towards cricket, don't they? So yeah, yeah, and it's it's a shame because it's like a massive, huge part of our huge part of our culture and a huge part of our population base um, that football isn't tapping into, and I've always yeah, seen that exactly. as a bit of a shame. So keep an eye on Otis Khan, see how he see how he does during the season. Uh, Mansfield Town uh, started with two draws and a win. Yeah, so it's what? all there or thereabouts. I mean, top of the table right now, Exeter. So Exeter started pretty well with a draw and two wins. And uh, interesting, you know, given that Tisdale has gone, they're on a little bit of a new manager bounce. Yeah, um, I, I sort of, I, I kind of quite like Exeter. They've got um, one of my favourite things about Exeter, though, is um, down at St James's Park, uh, they've got a. Um, 
the the commentary area, which I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to to commentate from, is basically like a it's like a wooden box. It's one of the few in the football league which is where the commentators commentate from inside. Okay, and it's from the at the back of a stand in this kind of wooden encased box, and so it's like like a wooden shed, long wooden shed with windows all the way along it with like little commentators heads poking up and what they've done they've obviously got some kind of sponsorship deal with stagecoach and they've dressed thing up this thing up to look like a fucking bus <laughs> so <laughs> you've got all these little awesome. commentators heads including mine sat in there looking peering out the bus windows absolutely fucking brilliant <laughs> that's genius well they might be seeing a few goals because they've got this lad jason stockley who was on loan for them for the last two seasons i think maybe or season and a half and has scored a whole bunch of goals from i think he's got nearly 30 goals for them over those over that season and a half period uh and they've uh and they've got him back in again so i think he might be a handy uh a handy guy and their manager i think if i remember rightly is is matt taylor who is not matty taylor but the matt taylor who was an ex uh extra defender now in charge yeah, there's there's so many fucking Matt Taylors. There's a lot of now. Matt Taylors, aren't like there? Like we we've just I think Oxford have just got a young lad into our under twenty threes team uh, called called Matt Taylor. There are hundreds of the fuckers. <laughs> well, they've had a good start extra. They're drawing two and two wins. But talking of Matt Taylors, there's another Matt Taylor who's involved in another club. And now, as as we are covering Oxford and uh, Reading, we should talk a little bit about Matty Taylors, Swindon Town. Yeah, um, and I'll be nice about them. Um, well, your lad Doughty did very well for them on the opening day of the season, didn't he? I, I, I think, I'll be, ni- I'll be nice. Yeah, yeah, we did. We like, mentioned that last part. I'll be nice about them and, and say that they have they've fucking spawned their way to two massively jammy wins this season already. So fair play to them. Fair play to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine Doughty's going to have that kind of impact in every game that he plays. Um, they got that lad, uh, Dia Garaga who was at Fleetwood, I think he's a handy sort of hard-working midfield player. So I think he could be quite good. Uh, and, and Matty Taylor is obviously a sort of a, a smart coach. I wonder how he's going to do. Does he play still? Does he get uh, well, I would, have, I would have imagine he's on as a player manager. He's not, he's not all that old. No. Um, um, and, and also uh, drinks at the pub that my, my, my friends run <laughs> as well. well maybe, um, maybe we can get an exclusive with yeah. Matty Taylor then. What do you reckon about what do you reckon about Stevenage? I uh, fucking hate Stevenage. Right. <laughs> I do, do you know what? I've, I've not been paying attention to what's going on with Stevenage. Um, do you know what? Actually, my my dis my dislike for Stevenage is nothing to do with them as a football club. They just they're just a bit of a pokey, crappy club in the middle of a shitty area of the country. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. But but I've, I've no beef with them. We 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 played against them in non-league. They they won the league when we went up as. Uh, is when we went up in the playoffs from uh, from the, the conference, um, but they had Graham Wesley as their manager, who is one of the most fucking annoying and hateful football managers on the planet. He had, I think, I mentioned this before. He had this thing where he would like on on sixty sixty five minutes absolutely guaranteed every single fucking game so one of his players would just go down off the ball oh no i'm hurt my leg um and then they would he would call his entire team over and they would just have like a timeout, like a fucking discourse like on the side of the pitch and it happened every single game and yet referees did nothing to stop it it's just it's 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 actually against the rules because yeah, that's that technically coaching from the sidelines. But referees just let it happen. It's absolute bullshit. But I'll say this this for him. He he 
created like really 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 kind of tough teams to beat with like a really solid core midfield and they they had this kind of us versus them mentality yeah. so like yeah. a proper siege mentality so for a club of that size that kind of thing was absolutely perfect um so well, they've had a very very good start two wins and a draw putting them putting them up in the top three so I, can, I think maybe they'll, if they continue that battling style, they might do all right. Another team that I just want to mention, really because I have a personal interest in one of the players there, uh, Port Vale, two interesting players this season. They signed this guy, Ricky Miller, who, who you might remember scored an absolute shitload of goals for Dover. He's got an uh, absolute okay. hatful. He got 60 across two seasons, I think. Yeah, that rings the bell, actually. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. And there's another player who I think I mentioned to you before, but maybe not on the pod. A very young English winger that I saw play for Aldershot Town called Idris Carnu. Yes. He was a very exciting player. Uh, and he has now moved to Port Vale. So he's still only 18, 18 years old. He's one of those players that will always forever be like, he's still only 18. He'll never grow old like the Peter Pan of the Football League. I tell you what, he'll grow old when if, he, if he's living in Port Vale. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I wonder if he's Mourinhoing it in a in a in a hotel somewhere. We'll have to yeah. see. But yeah, so I'm, I'm going to keep an eye out for Port Vale and for Idris Carnu, especially who I see as generally being a, a, a real talent in the Football League. What about? Andy, what do you think for relegation? So last year we lost. Uh, who do who do we lose last year? Yeovil? No, not Yeovil. Sorry. Um, well, we had Macclesfield Town and Tranmere coming up. I've forgotten uh, who went down last year. Uh, do you know, Colchester? Did they go down? Um, uh, I, can't I, I, I cannot remember. No, Colchester can't have gone down because they're still in League Two. So um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, oh, it was Chesterfield and Barnet, wasn't it? Ch- yes, Chester- that's Chesterfield, right. that's yes. who I was thinking yeah, yeah, of when I said right. Goldchester. Yes, yeah. um, Chesterfield and Barnet. Oh, and Barnet, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I kind of I'd weirdly like, like Forest Barnet, Green, but... you know. I always think Forest Green deserved to be going down. I, I don't even base that on anything. It just seems to feel <sighs> right. I've got some funny stories about Forest Green. I th- I'll, I'll save them because we'll get an op- another opportunities <laughs> yes. later in the season. Yeah, they've, yeah. St- they've, they've started reasonably well, and if that continues, there might be times later on in the season that I might want to get my knives out for them. So I'll save them. Um, um, I would I would be quite pleased and happy to see Cheltenham go down. I'll be honest. Um, they. Uh, they they had they they I think they skinned their teeth job last season, um, and they've started really badly again this season. Um, they I I don't know I'm not really sure why it is I don't like them. <laughs> um, I, I've I've been to that pokey fucking little ground down the A40 so many times that I just yeah. uh, I I just, just feel I don't a little know. bit of niggle for them. That's fair yeah, enough. and I think they um they they I think they they. Traditionally, their 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 um, stewards have been a bit shitty to us. Our, our support that always leaves well, a bad taste, so. doesn't it? If you have a bad experience at a ground. One of my favourite things, though, with with uh, with Wadden Road, which is Cheltenham's ground, is that they've got like uh, a single very low tier all the way along one side of the um, the the pitch, and it's it's maybe I don't know, late, let's say thirty to forty seats. Um, and what they've done, you know, you know how in big stadiums they they like pick out like like let's say at Chelsea. 
Wales team will have CFC or something like that yeah. in in the seats with like you know with block lettering with, sure, the, yeah, with different yeah. coloured seats. It Cheltenham, they've done this and it says, it spells out Cheltenham all the way along one side of the state. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but because there's because there's so few seats, they've had to do it like with individual white seats. Oh, so it, it looks like a dot matrix printer from yeah. back in the olden days has printed the word Cheltenham it's an out. Bit Cheltenham. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's, Very um, nice. Well, to, ra- to, to round off League Two, I'll just say Berry and Oldham are two of those bigger teams that we were talking about that are sort of on the drop. So I would look out for them to continue that drop. But I, you can't imagine Oldham and you know teams like that going out of the football league. But it happens. Yeah, well, it does happen. And you know, yeah. if, it, if it happened to Tranmere, it can happen to Oldham. Um, Oldham spent uh, what was it like nineteen? It might have been twenty or twenty-one seasons in League One, or in you know basically the third tier of English yeah. football. They, they, I mean, it's, like, it's basically like two solid decades without any promotion or without any relegation. That's got to be tough for their fans. Yeah, I think in that time they got into the playoffs twice, maybe three times. Um, so, so them getting relegated was the first time they've not been <laughs> in either. Happened division so it would be particularly brutal on them if they went down again <laughs> uh, and of course there's 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 Morecambe who only just escaped I think on the last day of the season last year so that is League 2 anything any other any other highlights or lowlights you just wanted to mention at League 2 um, uh, just like to, I'd like to say it would, be, it would be nice to see. It's nice to see Northampton struggling. Um, there, there's, uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't bother me, but there's some needle between Northampton and Oxford fans, um, largely because the the season we went up, um, fifteen sixteen, the season we got promoted automatically from League Two, uh, they won won the league with Chris Wilder, our former manager, as their manager, um, right. and they won by quite a few points because they went on this incredible run. They so they won so many games in a row; it was ridiculous. Um, but but Michael Appleton, the Oxford manager, at one point said when they were quite quite far ahead of us, mentioned that we were the the best team in the division because we fucking were. Um, and but but what he actually meant was because we played the nicest football and we did yeah, we played yeah. incredibly <laughs> lovely football. Um, but that really rattled Northampton fans. So there's all of this shit flying backwards and forwards between Oxford and Northampton fans on social media. It still gets talked about today by by players and um, we've got. Uh, we've got Ricky Holmes in now who who oh, played yeah. for that Northampton Town team and he has said in an interview uh, in Oxford saying how um, yeah we had that big rivalry with Oxford that season obviously Oxford played much better football than we did back then <laughs> and that just reignited <laughs> the whole thing so Very it was nice. it, oh, yes well, maybe, it was really maybe entertaining maybe a nice cup draw coming up then that would be yeah really that'd good. be ace but but if they if they went down that'd just be really it'd just be really funny <laughs> right well while we're laughing at other teams uh, we'll take a little break and then we're going to come back and have a little look at League One. Thanks a lot, boys. I feel much better now. Right then, Andy, into League One. Now, the thing that strikes me looking at League One is the number of massive teams that are now in this league is quite remarkable. Yes, it is. Um, the I mean, the, the, the biggest club, obviously, League One, they are the, the, the headline club, and they, they won, I think, 3-0 today. They're playing on a Sunday because they're, they're going to be on telly all the fucking time, is <laughs> is is Sunderland. Uh, they're obviously the big talking point this season uh, in terms of who's going to do well. Uh, Portsmouth always are, just because, yeah. as we mentioned earlier, but they've started the season with three wins as well, So they um, and, and they absolutely fucking tanked us as well um, on Saturday. Um, so, Kenny Jacket down there, isn't it? 
It is Kenny Jacket, which is an absolutely beautiful name for a football manager. Um, he, he disappointing. I mean, he, he wears a suit, so he technically does yeah. wear a suit jacket. But not um, a, you expect him in like an Arsene Wenger style jacket, don't you? That's really? exactly. You want him in a big jacket. Yeah, with or a sheep says, skin. Yeah, that just says Kenny on the back. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, but but yeah. So he's he's and he's been there for a while now. So he, and he is doing a pretty good job. They give him credit. Another another big another big name down there is is Charlton. You know, uh, yes, and and the Char- Charlton have been down in this division now for a couple of years now. Um, it's 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 a great ground to go, a great ground to go to the Valley. Um, yeah. it it feels like you're at a football proper football. Well, you are at a proper football stadium, you know. And they they were in the Premier League for such a long time with Alan Kirbisley, weren't they? Um, is Lee Bowyer still in charge? down there i don't think he he was caretaker i believe not actual manager right i don't actually know who's in charge of carlton i'll just, just double check while we talk i think it might um, be uh your man lee bowyer uh yeah it could be um i I'll, I'll, i can't find it I'll, I'll look at another time um but yeah they but they they they've been you know they're they're, they're a big side but they have they have been kind of rotting around in in league one for a bit now um they don't look any time soon like they're going to be stopping that either they um i think they've they've had difficulties with their ownership and i think their their fans have been pretty despondent with with the way the club has been run over i think they may even have had a fairly big kind of boycott at one point in the recent past so um they they're not having a great time of it but you know it's nice having clubs like that around because it's yeah. nice 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 clubs to go to Charlton's quite easy to get to as well you can go into London you have a couple of drinks in London and then yeah, take exactly. the train out to Charlton so it's pretty good clubs that's a little bit harder to get to but who have had an excellent start is Barnsley they recently got in this new manager who's the ex uh, Hanover guy uh, yes. Stendhal Stendhal I believe is how you pronounce yes. it yes Daniel Stendhal yeah Daniel Stendhal and uh, that was a bit of a shot from the blue, I think. Not many people were expecting that. No, no, least of all Barnsley fans. Now we know how uh, <laughs> he was. So we were the, his first. Op- he, we were his first competitive opposition. Uh, the first game of the season, they they tanked us four nil. Um, they, but but I was reading into what the Barnsley fans were saying prior to that game, and and they were. They were all a little bit dubious because they're like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Because they were, they, you know, it's it's somebody. They you get this classic thing amongst amongst football fans, rather, which is that kind of, "Oh, well, he doesn't know the division." He won't know English football. He won't know how it's played, and so so you uh. assume that, that that they, for somebody to be successful, they have to have a wealth of experience, which is which is to a degree uh, nonsense. Yes, but um, yeah. yes, but they and they have started really well. They they have seriously benefited though from from having a very 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 um, kind of together squad. So they got relegated from the championship last season, but there haven't been very many changes to their squad. Um, so, so they're pretty settled. They know how each other play, and a bad championship squad is still going to be a pretty fucking good League One squad on the whole. So, um, so they've got that benefit, um, and and they've they've started pretty well as well. So, um, I, I I I suspect. I mean, just go. It might be partly how bad we were on the opening game of the season as well. I don't know, but they're they're probably one of my tips to go up. They just look really good. What about the uh, the ugly elephant in the room, Mr. Steve Evans, who now finds himself at Peterborough. 
Um, yeah, he is the ugly elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> and I would rather not talk about him as well. Um, yeah, I mean... The- well, we can talk about Peterborough because they've, they, they've, they have started incredibly well. They have, and that's and and, and do you know what? And I and, I, and I'm, I'm making assumptions here because I've not actually followed what's going on at Peterborough very well. Uh, but wherever Evans goes, some fucking dirty money follows. Seems to follow him around every well, they've single had place. Fifteen he goes players to. in and seventeen players out over the over the close season, which tells you a classic Steve Evans fucking story. It does. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how many of those players have played uh, under Evans before, because to his credit. That's a big fucking turnover of playing staff, and to win three on the bounce with that. One of the big problems that we're that Oxford are having, in one of the big phrases being knocked around at the moment, is the whole. Um, you know, they need time to gel. Well, yeah, you know, Evans' yeah. side hasn't need, <laughs> needed time to gel, but that might be because they're just the same people he's had at every single fucking club he's managed. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they sold they sold Jack Marriott, the uh, goalkeeper to Derby for three million pounds out that's of League a, that's, One. That's a lot of that's a lot of money for a goalkeeper. <laughs> know, it's madness, isn't it? Uh yeah, so uh what about uh what about Coventry? Um well I mean it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to Coventry. Coventry were so two seasons ago when they got relegated from League One, we were pretty shit. Although having said that, they, they did manage to fucking beat us twice. Um but um nevertheless they, they were they were a pretty poor side and they, they've got fucking massive problems off the pitch, Coventry. They're still by uh, still owned by this this kind of weird hedge fundy thing, I think. Um they, they they no longer own their own ground. They're tenants in the Rico Arena because it's now owned by a rugby club. Um yes. and and so 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 they, they they're up against it it was it was nice to see them bounce back up again um straight away from league two uh because i i, I genuinely had concern they were going to plummet out of the football league um but um so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how they do i've not seen a great deal what they've done on the playing side of things in terms of in terms of players over the summer but they but you know it's a decent club isn't it well i know they lost uh they lost uh sparky mcnulty to reading of, of course they did yeah and he was their top scorer wasn't he yes so. uh, but they do have this young uh english guy called tom bayless who supposedly is worth keeping an eye on so uh, perhaps he will do something uh talking of uh players ex-players again there's another one who's popping up at fleetwood town your man yeah. joey barton yeah um, what is joey, that all about joey barton get got his uh, typically got his first win uh, in in football management at the kassam stadium we've now <laughs> we've now we've now played fleetwood uh eight no is it eight times, nine times now, um, and we've drawn once and we've lost all of the other games. There's something about those fishy bastards that we can't, <laughs> we just can't do something about. Um, uh, just, just by that, the ninety minutes that we had against them, um, they tend they played like a Fleetwood side and they played like a Joey Barton side. You would expect to play. Um, Bit time wasty, bit kind of gamesmanshipy. Not, I mean, not 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 thuggish, but 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 quite physical. Um, not particularly attractive to watch, but kind of annoyingly effective. Admittedly, against a really fucking bad Oxford side, but um, but yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> He's a really something about Joey, but I don't have like any kind of particular gripe against him. He's just a bit of a dick isn't yeah, he yeah yeah I mean, and like he's got that thing about him that he's just he just wants attention right of almost any kind 
and he'll yes. do whatever it takes to get some attention. So you might see a little bit of shenanigans. I mean, was he? What was he doing on the touchline against Oxford? Uh, I mean, it, uh, he was he was on the edge, if not outside of the technical area, pretty much the entire time. I mean, I wouldn't say any more so than any other man. He's certainly no more so than Carl Robinson, who's always fucking yeah. legging it around like a maniac. So um, he was out and about and he was shouting and commanding and getting involved in, in getting a bit kind of, you know, talkative with the with the fourth official. But uh, it, it, not not so much that you looked at him and thought, what an arsehole. It just, it's just kind of a, just a fairly active manager kind of thing. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, before we talk about relegation candidates, because I have a, I had a laundry list of basically half the rest of the league for potential relegation candidates. I, yeah. I was just going to mention a couple of other players that it might be worth keeping an eye on. There's, You know, Barnsley have uh, have produced a lot of famous players, right, from Oakwell? Yeah. Uh, John Stones, Alfie Mawson, Mason Holgate, just being three recent ones that have sort of made... Premier League type attention recently, especially uh, Stones, obviously, at the World Cup. They've got this uh, defender, another young Englishman called Liam Lindsay, who is apparently of the same kind of stock of those lads. So he's going to be worth keeping an eye on this year. And uh, there's this other fella who you might remember from Nottingham Forest called George Grant, or it might be Jorge Grant, because I think he's... uh, Yeah. That guy who got... uh, something like he got nearly 20 goals I think last year from the wing uh from Notts County and uh I I think he could potentially be uh one of those guys for Luton that's going to pop up and do something and then be <laughs> then be nicked off by a bigger club yeah in that in that's kind of the way it is at this level as well um you you make the most of the quality players you have when you have them before they before they disappear um something that Oxford made cracking use of in League 2 under Michael Appleton, which is pulling in a couple of these big guys who are not getting game time um, at at their Premier League clubs and their Championship clubs um, and and, and making the best of them and then selling them on on a a tidy profit as well. So um, there's always a little bit of that going on in League 1. And, you know, we we lost a couple of players um, over the summer in that respect. I mean, mean, uh, it's, it's, it's been tough... For, because they're just because of the the turnover of players that you get um, yeah. at this level, but but at the same time, you know, you make the most of these players while you can. Absolutely, and I think Holmes at Oxford is going to be one of those that's worth keeping an eye on as well, especially you know, given the type of player that he is. Oh, sorry, I completely lost you a minute there for for a minute. There, I was so. saying Holmes is one of those players that's worth keeping an eye on this season because I think he might have that kind of impact. Yes, he will. I mean, and, and frustratingly, he was he was un, unavailable uh, yesterday against Portsmouth. Um, he uh, had an injection in his back, um, which is a strange place to have an injection. Um, so he's um, so he was out. But he um, uh, in in the game against in the game against Fleetwood, he was the only player on the pitch basically, and and he really does look like he's going to be able to create something. We get a couple of players like him and Robbie Hall back into the side. Um, yeah, we've we've got players to watch. Um, it's just about getting them all ticking now, really. So before we head up into the into the championship, what do you reckon at the bottom end? What how do you reckon the the, the, the league's going to look at the end of the season at the bottom end of the table? Well, I mean, I think I, I think I'm. I'm 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 relatively comfortable that Oxford won't get dragged in um to a to a, to a relegation scrap. Um ask me that question again um at Christmas maybe. <laughs> um uh 
interesting to see Wickham down there at the moment. Uh, I, I think they would they would have been one of my tips to go down uh, this season. I think they only narrowly um, survived last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I think they they I think they're a reasonable shout to go down uh, into hell with Wickham as well. <laughs> like, um, although it's a relatively easy one to get to. That I is guess. true. That but, is true. But but I've been there too many times. Can't be asked. There's a few teams um, that kind of feel like they might be just on a bit of a downturn, like Blackpool's another one that feels, and Walsall as well, feel like they may be on a downturn rather than an uptick. Yeah, I mean, Walsall struggled last season as well, for for, good, for, for big chunks of last season rather than the whole season. Um, uh, it's, it's interesting, a really poor start to the season for Shrewsbury because they, uh, they, 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 had a, they had a bad season a couple of seasons ago, um, but then they turned things around, and they were they were... They were the the pace setters last season, and it was it was a big surprise to, to that they didn't actually manage to get themselves uh, up into the championship. So they maybe maybe they're feeling the heat of that because they they've had a really poor start. I don't, I don't expect them to be around there at the end of the season. Um, so I don't know. As you say, it's it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult one to call League Two. They've been for four relegation space, uh, League One rather. Four relegation spaces um, means it's a fucking big old trapdoor that any anybody can fall into should they not pay attention to themselves um so um yeah so it's it's uh, it's shaping up to be a relatively interesting season but uh just a fucking terrifying one for oxford at the moment absolutely those four relegation places make it look like a very dangerous place to be Yes, it, it is, um, and there is, and we we always say this. We were looking at we were looking at it last season. Um, there's always one team that that kind of accidentally gets sucked into it. Um, quite often with League One, there's one or two teams that get sucked into it late, and that's that was Oxford's big fear uh, before Carl Robinson managed to turn things around quite late on. Um, that we might be that team that gets sucked into it. Um, it it's a big old fucking hole at the bottom of that that table, and. Yeah, you as you say, any any one of about fifteen teams could feasibly go down. <laughs> right then, let's take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to look at those big boys in the championship. Kick them up and down the training pitch. And so, Andy, moving into the championship now. I said that there's a lot of big teams in League One, but now the the championship is just a Premier League two now. I mean, looking down the list of teams, it is quite remarkable, you know, who is in here. You've got the likes, obviously, you know, maybe not in their in their heyday anymore, but teams like Leeds, Middlesbrough, uh, West Brom, Aston Villa, Forest, you know, Wigan, Blackburn. I mean, it's ridiculous, really, the teams that are in the league now. It, it, it really is, and yeah, I mean, like you, Derby, Birmingham, um, Norwich. You know, these it's Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United. Like when we were growing up, these guys were <laughs> yeah. the big guys. You yeah. know, and it's 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 ridiculous to see them now. And, and a lot of these, a lot of them are, are just perennial championship as well. Aren't they? I mean, that Leeds. Le- I mean, we talk about Leeds as being like a big club because we remember at the start yes, of the, yeah. the Premier League, Champions like ninety two. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They were they were the they were properly gunning and and. But but yeah, to a, like a like a twenty year old, like they will only ever have known Leeds <laughs> United as being a second tier club. I mean, they're not they're not a faded giant for them. They're not a sleeping giant. They are just a just a ship second division club with a big stadium. Basically, well, it's a, it's a great place to start because maybe not anymore. They have potentially one of the most exciting managers in world football at the moment, Marcelo Bielsa, who has just taken over at Leeds, and he is doing an amazing job down there. 
He is doing an amazing job, and um, from from what I understand, getting a getting a bit of life out of Kemar Roof as well, because they've, they've had a couple of managers who have basically entirely failed to manage to get anything out of him. Um, so it's it's nice it's nice to see that that might might be might be happening. He is is such a great player, Kemar Roof. It was it was I was always I was always really disappointed to see him go to Leeds because they're they're they were a bit of a basket case of a club. <laughs> yeah. They're owned by a fucking maniac. Um and they and 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 you just worried about his his kind of prospects at a club that just wasn't that settled. But with a decent manager in now, um, you know, maybe may, maybe that will give him the opportunity uh, that I he think needs. It, I think it really might. They've got some exciting players, haven't they? Um but like uh, Patrick Bamford, I think is another one who looks like a decent player. And, but supposedly the way that Bielsa plays with this incredibly intensive pressing style, and he's a bit of a maniac, supposedly, um, that he can break players. I mean, that's what that's what I heard is that, is that it works really well when it works, but certain players will not fit into that mould. You can imagine that somebody like Kemar Reeves going to re- revel in that environment, you know, where he's pushed really, really, really hard. But it may not work for some players. So you may see this like big bounce now when everybody gets in and gets all excited about Bielsa, but then over a period of time, the players are going to break down and, and maybe they'll suffer some injuries or they'll just have a lack of uh, fitness, you know, after a period of this incredibly intense style. It, it's, it, the championship is a le- it's such a brutal level as well. And you, 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 you need it. You need a, like a deep squad to, to, to do something in the championship, don't you? Um, yeah. So I think that may well be the case even more so for Leeds. And I, and I don't know what the depth of their squad is like, but they have got, they've got a pretty, they've got a pretty decent roster, haven't they? So absolutely. I mean, talking of teams with big squads and, and, and big rosters, you've got, you've got two big boys who I see as being really dangerous this year is Middlesbrough and, and Nottingham Forest. They both yeah. have spent huge amounts of money. They're dealing in almost like Premier League type, you know, transfers and stuff. Uh, especially Forrest. I mean, there was that BBC report that came out the other day that said that Forrest was spending 173 percent uh, wage versus revenue. So they're spending nearly almost well three. They're spending three quarters a gain of what they're bringing in, which is quite frightening. And there's not many clubs that have the you know have the sort of uh, financial backing to be able to get away with that. No, and then how does that stack up when because it, it, it's not financial fair play. It's called something different in the football league. Um, but there, there, there are regulations about how much they can, um, in terms of their how much of their turnover they can spend um, on players and on players' wages. I I'm believe they're sure able to that- get away with it for a certain period of time, but they have to write the ship over a course of time. Right, but the um, but the, but the problem is, is the only the only the only the only recourse that can be used, well, that it gets used against them, um, is is transfer embargoes or transfer yes. bans, yeah, yeah. and like this, usually, oh, you can't sign anybody during January, and it's the it's the the, the shittest disincentive <laughs> yeah, that there there could possibly well, be. It's, I it's think they've shit. done most of their business. They spent twenty five million uh, over the <laughs> over the summer, which is quite amazing, really, and. Looking from a Reading point of view, I can only imagine, you know, having that kind of money to spend to spend on players like uh, like that midfielder they got um, Carvalho, who looks like a yeah. <laughs> very high quality player, and Gonzalez on the wing, and you know, it's a it's a serious business over there. And, 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 and you know, it, it's got to be because you know you're you're effectively attempting to prepare your club to get into the Premier League, and the fucking spending power there is. Yeah. Is is well, it's it's fucking criminal. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's but but yeah, it, you 
you you've got to take a you've got to take a run up at it, and you've got to you've got to invest heavily if you want to you know take enough get enough momentum to keep yourself up there you do that you stay up there for one season and you're laughing well yeah um, i think i think but, what happened last year with wolves and they're incredible what i'd see is overspending yeah uh sh- sets a sort of worrying but maybe good template as well for owners because i think what it showed was that if you invest heavily and you and you find the right people to attract the right type of players you can get your team to the premier league you know as an owner, you must look at that, and that's an exciting prospect. But then, at the same time, you have to stump up the money. You, you do have to stump up the money, but 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 if people who, if they've got deep enough pockets, they will now look at the championship as effectively a way of buying your way into the Premier League because you've got deep enough pockets, you can outperform and outspend a massive chunk of the teams in the championship who are basically just treading water in a very expensive division. Yeah. Um. And and. It's an investment because the Premier League now makes fucking money, it like shitloads of money yeah. for 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 because only fifteen years ago, you know, every single Premier League team was making a catastrophic loss. Whereas they're all there was a there was a report recently, wasn't there, that half the Premier League now um, could have made a well would have made a profit last season playing in a, in front of empty stadiums. Yeah, which that's, is that's, so so. Basically, writing the you know the all of a sudden that we now know where the balance of power really, really is. Now yeah. it's no yeah. longer in the paying public who come along to football games. Well, we the, we are now we are now utterly meaningless to, to to Premier League teams. And it makes me it makes me pretty scared looking at the league table and the teams that are in there. Is where is the space for a for you know a, a, a sort of one-off run for a team like Reading to to find their way into the playoffs when you have teams you know Middlesbrough, Forest, Stoke, West Brom, Leeds, Swansea. You know where 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 where, where are you going to fit? You're going to have to do something pretty special with no money to uh, yeah. to get up and around those types of teams. I, I I just don't I yeah I I think we we're now in the position it's not it's probably not possible uh, to do that just because the amount the, the the amount of money that that, that gets spent if you, you have to spend money now to do to do anything in the championship I think but um, football is teams- football is football and stuff can still happen look at look at West Brom started with a with a defeat at home against Bolton you know and uh, and then they thrashed QPR seven one yesterday. So and it's, you know it's 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 very it's a topsy turvy league. It it is um it's a it's a great division as well the championship. I'd I'd absolutely love for Oxford to get into the championship. I'm not 100 percent sure I'd be all that comfortable getting into the Premier League because everything would just suddenly get really expensive. Um, <laughs> but but um but yeah but the the the, cha- the championship is is it's a cracking division um. And it and it always throws up a surprise, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and there's 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 interesting, exciting players. There's interesting, exciting teams. Um, it's it yeah. And um, uh, yeah, it should it should be a decent season again this season. I've got one. I've got one striker to watch in the uh, in the Premier League. Who is this guy who Bristol City signed from Greenwich? Greenwich in the eighth tier. Of English okay. football, but this guy got fifty-two goals in eighty-one appearances for Greenwich over the last two wow. seasons. Mo Isa, which always reminds me of Mo Isley from Star Wars. Uh, yeah, but yeah, keep an eye out for Mo Isa because I think he's he's maybe the kind of breakout player that just might just might do something from absolutely nowhere, which is pretty cool. 
They're funny, funny club, Bristol City, as well, because they, they've been investing money in all the right places. They, they've done their ground up. They've increased their capacity quite a lot. Um, they've got former Oxford, um, uh, I think he was chief executive or whatever his position was, Mark Ashton, um, running things there. And, and he runs a really tight ship, and he gets uh, the organisation working, does like really good PR, really good communications. Um, but, 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 more importantly than that, he's exceptionally good at getting players in, um, getting good players in through the door, um, and and so and they've got some money behind them, Bristol City. But it's but but it, it's not really happened for them over the last couple of seasons. And 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 this is a stupid thing to say, but they just feel like a club that's never really going to. They just they they. <laughs> They, they just they just feel like a second tier football team. Do you I, know what I, mean? I do I do have a little bit of a soft spot for Bristol City though. One of my one of my friends at work is a is a City fan, and they just seem like a club that's trying to do things right. You know, they they're tra- yep. they're trying to do everything right in the community. They've they've got a club that kind of hooks in a load of different teams. So they, I think they have a basketball team and like uh, you know all kinds of other stuff that gets hooked in around the club to make it a real community thing. And it's one of those clubs I think would be a great team for to be your local side but they're never going to spend the kind of money to get them out of that division no i don't think no and that's probably that's probably unfair unfair on them as well because you say as you say they're doing they're doing things properly they're doing things right um but at the end of the day you know as we've been discussing you need to chuck a fucking load, shitload of money at it as well yes. so so one final word on a on a potential relegation candidate um for this league maybe from the left field uh villa so aston villa you know the aston villa saved from bankruptcy anything can happen really steve bruce is still there obviously and they've had a reasonable start they've had a couple of wins but who knows what's going to happen with that club I, I I have I have absolutely no no idea what's going on there. Like they, as you said, they were they were on the verge of you know they had winding up orders and all sorts, didn't yeah, they? They, they yeah. like a gigantic tax bill that they <laughs> yeah. they were unable to pay. Um, that they were unable to pay suddenly vanished, and then all of a sudden they were spending like tens of millions of pounds on players. Um, so I, I honestly have absolutely no idea what's going on. I've I've not bothered looking no, into it's it. A, either it's a bizarre situation. I can kind of almost see it exploding during this season and there being some more drama there it's worth keeping an eye on that because I mean it is mad to see a club of that size because uh, in my head well obviously like you said coming from an era where they were a regular Premier League side is one thing but I always remember when England were on the road during the uh, new Wembley era going to Villa Park and, th- and thinking this is a fucking ground you know this is a serious ground uh, and 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 I I just view them as being a really really big club. To, so to see them in this state is pretty uh, is pretty shocking. It is. It, it, there was there was a a phase where I I was looking at the Premier League and I said that a big club is going to go pop here at some point. Um, over the last kind of ten fifteen years. Um, in 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 Villa were what maybe ten years ago maybe 15 years ago I, you know, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what it was but when Martin O'Neill was their manager and they were uh, they were in the they got to the semi-final no they got to the final of the UEFA Cup didn't they yeah. um, but they were also chasing fourth place in the Premier League that, that was when getting to the Champions League was the big financial bonanza um, and and Martin O'Neill rested half of his 
main players for the UEFA Cup final to chase fucking fourth spot. Um, they 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 lost the UEFA Cup. They didn't make fourth in the league, and they've basically been on a plummet since then. Yeah. Um, and it's like a really Similar strange to story, isn't it? Almost same kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, so it. They they were kind of that big club who went pop. I mean, they didn't go pop in the spectacular way I was expecting a club to. Um, but but nevertheless, taking that big plummet that will happen from time to time. You kind of get the sense that Everton might be that club to do. Oh, they've got a decent manager in now, so that might make a difference. But there, there's always a risk a team like Everton might also do that kind of thing and then just suddenly plummet out of nowhere. But but yeah, it's it, as you say, strange to see, but they've had a decent start, all things considered. I think I think yeah. Steve Bruce is probably a reasonable safe pair of hands in the championship as well. But yeah, you'd have thought. But you so, never know. Right. Well, there you have it. I mean, that was that was the uh, worldy sort of pocket guide to the football league. I had even at some point uh, considered that, that we'd look a little bit at the national league, but we got a lot on our plate, Andy. To be honest. We, we we have. I can't even remember who's in League One this season. So I just struggle with that. Well, kind we'll of I think thing. we'll leave that for another time. Um, wh- what I wanted to do just quickly was just to finish on uh, the the recent results uh, for Reading and Oxford. Similar stories, really. But I was just going to wrap up what's been going on. What's been going on at Medeski? We we basically we've we've lost all three opening games of the season, but we have played well and. A lot of those things that I was excited about when we were talking the other week and some of the player performances have all been happening. We just haven't been getting the results. So it's been a little bit frustrating uh, at the moment. And uh, we've got Blackburn away, I think, on Tuesday night, which is another very tough fixture. So tough, tough times. But I, I'm I'm not feeling as, uh, as down as perhaps some other fans are because from what I've seen, I've seen decent stuff. Um, and that's that. That's that's kind of heartening for you because um, Oxford, we've lost three games and we have not played well. Um, particularly the two away games, we've been bordering on shambolic. It's it's been it's been pretty fucking disappointing. Um, but our biggest problem we didn't make we didn't make the. Um, we didn't we, we didn't get our squad together quickly enough over the summer so we're we're working together with a patched up squad we we've got this massive hole between our our kind of back line of our midfield and in the front line of our midfield um and nothing's gelling we've we've had a lot of disruption with injuries which hasn't helped um uh Things are pretty bad at Oxford at the moment. And the big question uh, on my lips is, has Carl Robinson got the ability to turn something going as badly wrong as this round? Well, we, let's, he, not start, he, let's not start the manager, the manager out talk quite yet. Okay. Because I think it is early days. And you know what? In the Football League, there is another game just around the corner. Every, almost almost every three days so I'm really hoping that, that both of us can turn it around and we'll be having a different conversation within about 10 days time let's hope so let's hope so and so we will reconvene maybe later in the week uh, to discuss the midweek games and uh, we'll see how it's going so hopefully that has set everybody up nicely I realise that we're three games into the season but now we are up to date and hopefully that's going to set everybody up nicely for, for the football league this year anything else Andy for this week uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all good. I'm, I'm happily talked out. Excellent. Right, well, we will catch up later in the week. We hope you enjoyed that Enjoyed that pod. Any questions, send them in to Worldypod at, uh, on Twitter. We're Worldypod also on Instagram. You can email us at worldypod at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram. Uh, sorry, I said that. You can definitely find us on Instagram. Andy's all over that. 
Uh, um, you... I'm not. I don't have an Instagram account anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can also uh, listen to us on iTunes, on Spotify, and TuneIn Radio, and all those other places. So it's goodbye from Andy. Bye bye. And it's goodbye from me, and we'll catch you next week. Bye bye.